if you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast. I'm here today to talk about West Virginia's second scrimmage of the spring. Um, last one before um, this coming Saturday, getting the uh, annual Gold Blue Spring game. You know, uh, well, I guess semi-annual now, considering last year they didn't get to have it. But um, before we get into uh, how the second spring scrimmage went and some of the highlights from that, I wanted to touch on uh, a big addition for West Virginia. You know, we talked in the last episode how they would be um, looking to fill some spots um, with the uh, with through the transfer portal with the remaining, I think, four scholarships now down, I think, to three. But the biggest need, you know, we had said was at corner, and West Virginia adds one, and it's a big pickup in um, FCS transfer from uh, from Illinois State, you know, an FCS program where he was a standout honorable mention All-American at the FCS level, uh, Charles Woods, who was actually, um, I think, I saw a stat that he has intercepted more uh, passes than touchdowns he's given up in his career there at FCS. So, solid corner um, that West Virginia adds, and really a big need that they had with um, losing, you know, three, maybe even four corners in the offseason to the transfer portal, uh, Tay Mayo to Corey Turner, and then, of course, the big one being Drashun Miller, last year's starter and a big-time player, and then uh, Tyke Smith most recently. So, Woods um, – Going to have a chance to probably start, you know, on the opposite side of Nick Troy Fortune. Uh, Jackie Matthews, I think, could factor in there as well. You know, he's been playing the spear some, but uh, him and Scotty Young can both play that position. And, you know, I think if you're trying to get your best on the field, you might have Scotty Young at the spear and Jackie Matthews at the other corner. But uh depends on Woods. You know, he has a chance, so we'll see when he comes this summer and get to camp what, what he can do. But that's a big, big pickup for West Virginia. And then they also added another corner back that same day, of course, for next year's class, the 2022 recruiting class. I know we usually don't do a lot of recruiting talk and signing, you know, and transfer talk and stuff like that on the show. We usually just kind of let it play out and sign a day recap, you know, who West Virginia landed and, and then throughout the uh, the spring, the other bodies that they land up going into fall camp and then kind of go over the roster then. But West Virginia did add another corner um Willoughby, I think was his name, uh, corner slash free safety from the Maryland area. But the, Big thing about that, the reason I wanted to mention that is because both those players uh, being recruited by Shadon Brown, who was just brought, brought in to replace Jamal Adai as the um, co-defense coordinator and secondary coach. And we had heard that he had a pretty nice recruiting prowess and uh, flexing it early for sure, landing two corners in the same day within just a you know few weeks of his hiring there. And that's big, especially with the corner that's coming in in the summer to help West Virginia this season at a place where they really needed needed some depth. So uh, West Virginia adds uh, – you know, they've lost via the transfer portal, but, you know, they're gaining as well. And still three scholarships remaining for the Mountaineers. So I uh, look for them to add, you know, a few more transfer players. You know, I'm thinking defensive lineman, maybe another another defensive back, and then uh, maybe linebacker again, another linebacker. I don't know. We'll see where they go with it. But I think three scholarships remaining. So Virginia still can add, a, you know, a couple of players or so. So uh, that's where they're kind of at uh, roster-wise and uh, with the addition of Charles Woods now. And so let's talk about the uh, spring scrimmage from this past Saturday, and um, it was uh, it was a good one. It was a good one. So 
So I think that the biggest news coming out of the scrimmage that's got me excited, got a lot of people excited, um, was the performance of Garrett Green. You know, the quarterback, a lot of people are really excited to see because he's that dual threat, kind of exciting type player West Virginia hasn't had in quite some time. And um, Neil Brown and the staff let it be on full display, that exciting uh, ability, as they took the um, – no contact jersey off him and let him go full go, get tackled, you know, play like a regular game in this scrimmage with Big 12 officials, you know, um, full deal there, and uh, he really shined. I think it goes to show that Garrett Green is a gamer that can um, can really play, you know. Uh, he made some he made some big plays with the offense. Um, there's three touchdown passes in the scrimmage this past Saturday. All three of those came from Garrett Green. Um, he really extended the plays well from all accounts. Uh, I think one of those long plays came on when he scrambled away from pressure and, you know, kept the play alive, kept his eyes downfield, ended up finding somebody. But um, he also had a 45-yard run early in the scrimmage. And then, uh, like I said, that 41-yard touchdown strike to Isaiah Esdale. So, you know, he eluded the pressure and bought some time to get that one off. So it was really impressive there. Isaiah Esdale also having a um, having a big um, big spring Excuse me, couldn't couldn't think of the words there, but um, you know Green really really looked good. Uh, Ten of seventeen pass attempts for 116 yards, but um, he ran the ball well. You know, 45 yard run and had a lot of other nice runs. Some of them designed, some of them scrambles. But of course, uh, Daigie, you know, did wear the no contact jersey. Of course, you know, not the scrambler, not going to open it up like that for him. But uh, he ended up going 11 of 18 as well. So you know, similar numbers between the two. And is it a competition at this point? I think you have to say it is, especially with Green performing the way that he has uh, so far this spring. I definitely think there's a competition at the quarterback. Uh, I still think they favorite. You know, I don't know how long you can keep Green off the field, whether if you have to give him packages or what, but it really just depends on what type of offense you, you want to run and feel like you have the personnel to run. I know Neil Brown preferably would rather have a dual-threat quarterback. If you look down the line, that's always recruited. That's what he had at Troy mainly, so that's kind of the offense he likes to run, and I think he wants uh, Garrett Green to have a grasp on it, but he wants to be comfortable enough that he feels like he can put him in without him uh, making any really big mistakes. And I think Green's really progressing well to the point that, you know, Yes, it's a competition, but even if Green doesn't start game one this year, I think you'll see Garrett Green at some point. And um, I think a lot of the fans want that, and I think that uh, Neil Brown knows that that maybe, you know, adds an extra element, but he wants to have the best chance to win right now. So you have to weigh, you know, the pros and cons of having that extra element of the dynamic quarterback versus some big mistakes that could cost you games and having a safer game manager type quarterback in Jarrett Dagey. So, um, you know, it's 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 a tough decision, but you know, gotta trust Neil Brown's judgment there. Either way, however it shakes out, but I definitely think it's a battle that's gonna proceed into um, into fall camp and we won't know who the starter is, you know, up, up until close to the first game of the season there in, in, in September. So um receiver wise, uh Reese Smith, another a big day there as well, you know, right alongside Garrett Green. Uh fifteen yard touchdown he caught and a seventeen yard touchdown, so Two touchdown catches for Reese Smith in the scrimmage. And then uh, Sam James with a 15-yard touchdown on a nice little corner route, um, breaking to the corner corner post route uh, from Garrett Green, who dropped it right in there. And so that was that was impressive. Uh, uh, right there by the, by the receivers, 40-yard um, gain uh, was made from uh, Jarrett Dagey to Bryce Ford Wheaton. And, uh, you know, a deep ball, which we haven't seen a lot from Jarrett Dagey. So I think that's a plus that, you know, see him developing maybe a little deep ball there. That, w- that would be big for the offense if he could. 
Um, Letty Brown got in a little bit more action this one than he did in the first spring scrimmage, but they're still, you know, just trying to use him seldomly, you know, don't want to put too much of a workload on him here in the spring, kind of wanting to develop some guys more they know what they have in him and also don't want to risk injury for him, but had a few more carries and he also, you know, had five catches for about 30 yards, so uh, pretty good performance there by the superstar Letty Brown. Um, uh, the offensive line, I think, is the story of the spring to me, other than, you know, the Garrett Green stuff and everything like that. The offensive line is really starting to gel. A lot of the big plays that's came have been blocked well. Some of the guys have gone untouched, whether it's Letty Brown or guys on a receiver screen or Garrett Green on a scramble or a design run. The offensive line has really, really looked good. And I think, you know, there's a lot of credit goes there to Matt Moore and, and then also, of course, to Neil Brown for bringing in some guys and getting some guys into good good positions along that, along that offensive line there. And so um, the starting offensive line has been throughout the spring, of course, Granted, you're still adding in the summer um, some some recruits in um, Wyatt Milam and Thomas Remick, but uh, you know Wyatt Milam being the big one there that a lot of people think can contest for playing time. We'll see if he can right away. Hard to do as a freshman. Of course, we've seen Zach Frazier, you know, make that uh, mockery of that statement last season with how well he performed as a freshman, freshman All-American in the offensive line. But you'll still be adding him, and then you have uh, Jaqu- Jaquay Hubbard transfer you got from Virginia last season, suffering injury, still trying to work his way back. Hasn't exactly made it there. So, you know, there's a few guys there, two two or three guys there that can factor in still yet. But as of right now, the offensive line you've been seeing that's really been gelling together well is uh, Brandon Yates at left tackle, um, James Gmitter at left guard, Zach Frazier at center, and then at right guard, Jordan White, guy they signed last year, three-star guy, and then at right tackle, the transfer, Doug Nestor, who played mainly guard at Virginia Tech, Washington, really likes him at that right tackle spot. It seems like he's really kind of solidified there at that right tackle spot for right now. Now, if White, White Milam comes in and he's, you know, looking like he can be one of the best five, they may slide Nestor over to that right guard and put White Milam at right tackle if he performs well camp. But as of right now, that's what you're looking at. It's really, really been good. Those inside guys, uh, Gamitter, Frazier, and White have good communication. And then Yates has really come along at left tackle. And you being as young as he is and Nestor, it's just very solid, going to be a very solid player here, one of the better linemen in the Big 12, Neil Brown believes, and I'm fully with him on that. And then, you know, the backups, you got guys like Parker Moore, John Hughes, Nick Malone, Tariq Stewart, um, you know, all guys that can factor in there depth-wise, plus the three guys I mentioned before and Jaquay Hubbard and uh, Wyatt Milam and uh, Thomas Remick coming in, you know, in, in fall camp and making this interesting. But one thing you're going to have on the offensive line, it looks like that you haven't had in some time, and that's and that's depth. So um, that's good. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about the offensive line and their improvements because I think you're looking at probably the deepest offensive line and maybe most talented since – 2016, and if you guys remember 2016, that was the year West Virginia dominated on the ground with Wendell Smallwood and Skylar Howard and their running abilities. And, you know, won 10 games that year. And so, you know, this could be a year where maybe you do go with Garrett Green because you have the offensive line depth and the talent to run a running type offense if you can get another running back ready besides Letty. Uh, but you, you have the personnel there. You know, you can kind of go, go your way. But <clears throat> I know this is a heavy offensive uh, – Offensive podcast here, but that was really a lot of the highlights from this past um, past scrimmage was uh, the offensive side of the ball, specifically the Garrett Green stuff and, and things like and the, how the offensive line has performed. Of course, you know, the defense still doing their thing, you know, number one defense, past defense in the country last year, looking to even improve on that and, you know, 
become more well-rounded against the run and things like that, and they're developing some depth on that side of the ball as well. And so um, things are looking up. Um, really interesting to watch the uh, gold, bru- gold blue spring game this Saturday. Sorry, I can't, can't get the words up. A little tongue twisted this morning, but Saturday, uh, 1 o'clock. In Morgantown, of course, I believe it's ten or eleven dollars if you want to go watch. But also, the game is going to be televised on ESPN Plus, so uh, check it out. You know, I know it's just a spring game, glorified scrimmage, some might say, but still really enjoyable, especially to see some new faces and see some guys get playing time that you may or may not see in the regular season. You know, you want to see uh, Garrett Green and stuff play. This is definitely your chance, even if he doesn't end up as a starter, you get to see him play a lot in this game coming up on Saturday, so that's always fun. And, of course, the fact that you didn't have this opportunity last year makes it even more exciting. And so I'm pretty excited for this spring game, more so than I can remember. And, you know, the recent memory for the past, you know, I don't know how many years. I'm, I'm really excited for Saturday and this and this spring game coming up. And um, we'll be back here on the Country Roads webcast to recap what happens, the action, the numbers, the stats, all that good stuff after the spring game. And then um, any news that uh, pops off thereafter, you know, leading up into uh, fall camp and the start of the season here as we continue through uh, the West Virginia football offseason. Spring game coming up Saturday. Looking forward to it. I'm sure the rest of the Mountaineer Nation is as well. Uh, That being said, as always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. And until next time, let's go Mountaineers.